0: Hello, I'm Jordan Guskey. I'm here with Tara Lehman and Andrew Hussey for the third edition of the Indiana Daily Sports Podcast. Here to talk some IU football. We're here in the bye week. Next week, IU takes on Wake Forest at home. A week prior, they just beat Ball State in their home opener. 30-20 uh, to 20 win for the Hoosiers. Not necessarily how they would have liked to get it done. A little bit of a let off towards the end. Wilson described it as kind of going stale. They had built up that 30 to nothing lead. 10 points very quickly in the start of the third quarter and then 20 unanswered points for the Cardinals. Of course, it was enough. Great defensive play in the first half, uh, but some major storyline from that, something that we've got ups, some updates on this past uh, few days ago were the injuries to Dan Feeney and Simi Cobbs and also on Patrick. Simi Cobbs likely out for an extended period of time, maybe even the season with the ankle injury that he just had surgery on Tuesday. Wilson said that went well. He also said that he hasn't heard anything negatively about Dan Feeney and his concussion that he suffered early in the Ball State game. Uh, and camion patrick appears to be on schedule taylor what's we'll the outlook with camion patrick and Civy Cobbs, those updates to their injuries what's we'll the outlook right, right now for the wide receiver core
1: yeah to start with uh with camion patrick you know he could he could be a running back or a wide receiver uh right. he uh coach wilson said that he could possibly be back for the wake forest game next saturday mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to rush him he doesn't want to rush him back um because of you know the severity of his injury, right. and uh, but as far as replacing Simi Cobb's at wide receiver, um, I don't want to say that they seem to have found their answer in Nick Westbrook, but he will—he's been the guy for, for this year. He's been the guy when Simi was uh, was suspended for the first week against FIU. He's, he stepped in, he played well, and he did the same against Ball State. But also, uh, Kevin Wilson said that Donovan Hale is also another option. Is also another option at uh, the position. He said that Donovan Hale and Nick Westbrook may have as much talent as Simi Cobbs, but they're just raw. Like they don't mm-hmm. they they don't have the two, the season that Simi Cobbs had last year to mature as players and right. as wide receivers. And but Rich Richard Lego said that he trusts Nick Westbrook a lot. He trusts his intelligence, his his uh his frame, his speed. He trusts all that with Nick Westbrook, which is really important for a quarterback-wide receiver duo. Mm -hmm. And what I think is a huge contributor to Nick Westbrook's performance Saturday Mm -hmm. against Ball State. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there are other guys, too. There's Ricky Jones, who hasn't really... He does He hasn't really produced a whole lot this season. Right. I, I would expect him to really show up here pretty soon. But um, Luke Timian, um, he had a big catch last year in the bowl game, and right. he had a he had a touchdown catch uh, against Ball State too. Yep. Um, but just some young guys at wide receiver. Right. But Ricky Jones, I would definitely. I'm I'm really expecting him to show up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out, and uh, and if Camion Patrick can come back for the Wake Forest game, he could possibly be an option at wide receiver right. or with Devine Redding playing so well at running back. It wouldn't surprise me, mm-hmm. and Mike Majette playing well behind him. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Camion played some slot or even some outside receiver, mm-hmm. but he, Kevin Wilson said he's the best athlete on the team, so
0: I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Nick Westbrook right now leads IU with nine receptions and 203 yards. Mitchell Page, great game last week. His season now stands at eight catches and 105 yards. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Luke Timian, one of three players uh, with at least one touchdown reception so far this year for the Hoosiers. Uh, And Andrew, looking at the offensive line, you know, losing a preseason All-American and an All-American from last year is never something a team wants to have to do. And they might not have to, depending on whether or not his protocol goes well and Feeney's back against Wake Forest. But let's say he's not. Let's say he's not there. What happens on the line for the Hoosiers? Yeah, you probably
2: have Jacob Bailey slide in and replace him. And Jacob Bailey, he's a fifth-year senior. It's great to have that kind of experience back there. They have three fifth-year seniors on the line, and it's good to have that guy who's been – with IU he's played a lot in his time here kind of backing up kind of spot starting right so having Bailey there is definitely good but it's not Dan Feeney Dan Feeney's an All-American maybe some of the second half struggles could be attributed to the fact that Dan Feeney wasn't in there and they're getting into some second and third along because the running game wasn't going as effectively with the offensive line and so against Wake Forest if they don't have Dan Feeney they've got to figure out a way to get that running game going without their All-American guard
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and and Bailey's not someone who hasn't had any time on the field in his his seasons at IU. You know, as a as a redshirt freshman, he appeared in six games, had three starts at guard. As a redshirt sophomore, he had two starts at left guard and played in six games total. And then last year, uh, started the final seven, seven games at left guard. So he, he's not someone who's. Mm-hmm. Uh, who doesn't know what's expected of him on the line maybe he hasn't had the same sort of playing time that Feeney has but he's someone that I can put in and know that he knows how the line works so that's something they can at least fall back on and it's always nice to have a fifth year senior uh, in your back pocket with that kind of playing experience definitely yeah Um, but I guess you know, guys, Looking, we, we I guess we all expected IU to be 2-0 at this point in the year. Yeah. Beating uh, Ball State and beating FIU were things that they should do as a team who's looking to reach another bowl game, and they did. But looking at these games, there were some things that didn't go well. I guess overall, looking at some of these position groups, and I guess Taylor, we start with the quarterback and running backs. Mm-hmm. Who are some people that you think really excelled, and may, maybe where are some areas that need some improvement?
1: Um, I definitely think that... Lego has been more than what we expected him to be. You know, you have to throw an interception yet in the first two games. Which, right. I mean, Ball State and FIU aren't exactly high class defenses, but I mean it's it's still his first games at the D one level. And and it's it's pretty impressive what he's done. Um what he's done there. And I think he has he has uh how many touchdowns he has touchdown. he had four touchdowns. He has four touchdowns, and um, including that 48 yard pass down deep downfield in Nick Westbrook. The fans were waiting for that to happen, yeah, definitely. When that happened in Memorial Stadium, it just exploded, right? But um, but you know, he, he's really he's he's gone 35 for 54, like, he's only had 19 incompletions in two games. That's that's pretty, that, that's good. pretty good, but um, as far as the, the running back position goes, Divine Redding has a tight hold on it. Right now, but uh, Mike Maget he seems to get more time. He he seemed to get more time the second game against Ball State. Right. Um, I got a 48 yard run will help will help with that. But uh, averaging 9.5 yards in a game is never a bad thing. Yeah. Um, But Divine Redding, you know, he has 48 carries, 252 yards, and he doesn't have a touchdown yet. But I think a lot of that is attributed to their struggles in the red zone. Right. You know they they. Even last year, even even last year when Nate Sudfeld was was in Bloomington and, and Jordan Howard was their running back, you know they still struggled in, in the red zone. And um, I think I think once you get better production out of the running back crew, um, that that'll improve. But I definitely think like the De- Devonte Williams and Mike Najet and Devine Redding. That's a really really solid group of running backs there and you know Cole guest they're experimenting with him they're right. still trying to see where they can use him the the true freshman mm-hmm. um you know he he only has 7 carries for 28 yards so that's a very small sample at this right. point but i'm looking forward to seeing him get more involved because we've noticed on the field like the first step that he takes is the fastest than anybody on the field he is the fastest guy after his first step yeah. and and Definitely. it's impressive the, the explosion that he has and um, and really, Alex Rodriguez, um, he only has one carry for five yards, but he's also, you know, if, if somebody happened to get injured at running back, he would be a solid person to, to just put in there to have another, um, option, yeah. another option, change of pace.
0: Yeah. And then I guess switching a little over to the tight ends and offensive line, Jose, I, I know we just talked about uh, Dan Feeney and Jacob Bailey in that offensive line so I think you can safely say that as a whole that line has really been the MVP this year mm. for IU so far but looking at the, the tight ends you know Jordan Fuchs gets hurt early but how has that group performed you think both in, in the run game and, and the passing game?
2: Yeah, really, losing Jordan Fuchs, it's a blow to the offense, but not as big a blow because they have Danny Friend back there. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of other options at the tight end who have kind of come in and been productive this year. They haven't been asked to do too much Um, in the passing game, but when they have, they've stepped up and caught it. And in the Kevin Wilson offense, they're more run blockers. So they've done a good job of setting that edge, helping along the offensive line. And we may see maybe Brandon Knight move out there a little bit because the core cronk has done a really good job at left tackle. So you could see more options out there, him at left tackle or at tight end. And I just think the tight end group
0: isn't going to be asked to do a whole lot, but when they are, I think they can step up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I guess moving over to the defensive side of the ball now, this has been a a defense that is – really benefited a lot from some true freshman play. Marcelino Ball and Ashawn Riggins. Mm -hmm. These are two guys who came in. They wanted to play. They wanted to be known as people that weren't freshmen. Marcelino said that outright uh, after the Ball State game this past Saturday. And they've shown that. Marcelino Ball is right now tied for the lead for the team in tackles with junior Marcus Oliver, who at linebacker is one of IU's best overall players on the team. and. Hey, Ashawn Riggins, although he only has three tackles, uh, he does have that he had that huge sack against yeah. Ball State. Maybe it wasn't huge in this, in the terms of game changing sack, but that was a big hit that he laid on uh, Neil of Ball State. So I think those are two guys that, looking ahead to the future, I can be really happy about. But I guess Taylor, uh, starting with the defensive line and linebackers, that 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 box look mm-hmm. I guess where have you seen uh some some good things and what are some areas of improvement
1: well I mean obviously they were going to look to Ralph Green to be that leader on the defensive line right um but after one game he leads the team and tackles for loss with like <laughs> two and a half and he already recorded a sack so you know Ralph Green he's gonna he's gonna need to be that guy mm-hmm. for that defensive line because they're all they're all fairly inexperienced uh Uh, Jacob Robinson, he hasn't shown up in the way that he wanted to, Mm. um, just a handful of tackles. Um, and really, um, he, he said that he said that he's not satisfied and you, and he won't be satisfied until he's playing at the level that he knows he can play. And I I think that goes for Nate Hoff as well. You know, he's, he only has three tackles, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a struggle for these guys to really produce that they wait the way they want to produce, because they're preparing a dozen guys. Like Mark Hagan said uh, a couple weeks ago, they're preparing a dozen guys, and that is very difficult for a team. And um, like Nile Niall Sykes, he got a, he recorded his first career sack the other night. Mm-hmm. Just guys just keep stepping up on that line that we weren't really expecting to step up, right? And I guess at the linebacker position, Marcus Oliver, uh, we you mentioned him earlier. leads the team in tackles. Uh, he's gonna have to be that guy as well. But T. Scales is really somebody who who's really come onto the scene. Mm-hmm. And he had that interception return for a touchdown against FIU. Yep. And he has nine tackles and one and a half tackles for loss. That mm-hmm. those are very good stats for two games. Mm-hmm. And and he's he's gonna have to be that guy next to Marcus Marcus Oliver mm-hmm. and, and Marcelino Ball adds a lot to that too for the linebacking core. But those two guys, they're really gonna have to step up because they're the center of that defense. And they don't have those, they don't have four linebackers anymore. They only have two. So it's it's it, it's interesting. Um I like watching Marcus Oliver control the defense the way that he does. Mm-hmm. He, he does it really well. He's he's improved so much since last year, even. But I, I would definitely say T. Gray Scales is the most improved of the linebacking position. Mm-hmm. And Nate Hoff, I'm really watching Nate Hoff going into
0: the Wake Forest game, into this bye week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you mentioned on defensive line, when you're preparing so many guys, it might get too, I mean, too many people in there. Mm-hmm. That's, I think at some point, and you might have alluded to this, Wilson, and even though he wants to have maybe 8 to 10 guys ready, you might want to have to shrink it down in terms of playing time and practice exactly. so that the guys who are going to be out there down in and down out, know that those are the guys, and that people are maybe confused now. There might be more control of that in the locker room than we're aware of, but that might be something looking forward. If you're throwing in too many people, they might not be getting enough of those first team reps to be first team ready when they take on a team like Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan later in the year. And as you mentioned, I definitely agree. You know, Tigger Scales has done really well his first two years in Bloomington. Uh, now this is into his third, he's even improved on his on his sophomore campaign, but. You know, you know, I think we mentioned this talking earlier how scales doesn't necessarily play as well as we had been looking for him to his sophomore year. But this year, the interception for a touchdown, one and a half tackles for the last loss, nine total tackles. And a forced fumble. He's he's definitely playing at the level I you needed to if they were going to go from three linebackers or four linebackers down to two. And I guess looking at the secondary, Hussey, you've written a lot about the the Husky position. Marcelino Ball we mentioned earlier has been playing really well. What do you like from the secondary so far? And are there any areas of improvement that you've seen?
2: Yeah, they've definitely been a dependable unit so far. They've gotten beat on a few plays deep, but it hasn't been as many in recent years. They're kind of keeping things in front of them. We saw that in the Ball State game. They didn't give up a bunch of yards, but they kind of kept it in front of them, which is exactly what they need to do. And from Ball, you talked about it earlier, but he won Big Ten Freshman of the Week, which Mm -hmm. is he's just come in here. And I remember Tom Allen saying he's – he's wired differently he's got a different edge about him and he's definitely playing really well at the husky i mean that's a tough position to play especially as a true freshman but he doesn't look like he's thinking out there he's just out there going making the plays getting a fumble getting a interception he's just out there making plays and i think wilson's talked about he makes mistakes but he's able to bounce back really quick and i think that's what's really good about the secondary right now they might make that get burned deep but they're able to come back on the next play and keep it in front of them which is exactly what they're
0: they have to do moving forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know moving forward Wake Forest next week is a game that they should win at home but you know gotta caution a little bit Wake Forest did beat Dukes this past weekend an upset at Duke so that was a big win for the Demon Deacons it's a team that really took eye to the end last year in a game somewhat like this past week at ball, against Ball State for the Hoosiers where the Hoosiers had a sizable lead and then maybe let that up a little bit towards the end and against Wake Forest that nearly had a touchdown on a Hail Mary pass that on the ground after a contested play uh, near the end zone so uh, it, it'll be a big game for the Hoosiers to sweep their non-conference slate for the second week in a row but uh, that's what we'll leave you with uh, right here unless you guys are anything else I think that's all we got uh, yeah um, once again I'm Jordan Gussie here with Terry Lehman and, and Andrew Hussey next week catch uh, IU versus Wake Forest thanks